Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Decibel Count Podcast. Chris Sinzak and Aaron Farrell. Twenty nineteen is gone. And 2020 is here. And now it's time, once again, for the Decibel Geek Podcast. First one of 2020. I'm Aaron Camaro. There's Chris Sinzak. How's it going? It's fantastic, man. I'm excited for a brand new year. Yep. Got a lot lot on the burner already. It's so good to be back. I've missed this the last week and a half, it seems like. Yeah, it's Maybe a, longer. Oh man, a lot of a lot of germs fought off between the two of us. Yeah, we had yeah. to get that out of the way. Out of the way, yeah. we leave these things behind in 2019 mm. as we look forward to the new year. Yeah. But before we get to the new year, we got to take one last look back at the year that was pretty damn rocking mm-hmm. 2019 with a lot of great albums. Chris and I are each going to pick our favorite top ten of the year. Yep, it was hard. Yeah. Uh, I have 10 picks, and then I have 10 also rands that could have easily made my list. a whole list of bands here that I went through and Mm -hmm. tried to narrow it down to 10. It's not easy. You'll find out today. Stick around with us. Before we get to all that, of course, we got to take care of our business. Our business, same as last year, same as this year. We're looking for some sweet reviews and recommendations. We got one. We got one. got one. We're kicking off the year (laughs) easy. We're just going to do the one today. And it is a Facebook recommendation. Ah, here's a name that sounds familiar. It's Thorborn Olsen, a man who shares the episodes all the time. Yep. And today he recommends Decibel Geek Podcast, and he says this. Oh, man, if you're looking for the greatest show on earth, a single grown-up rock and or roll podcast out there, this is the one. The hosts, Chris and Aaron, with ages of rock talk experience, guides you through cobras and fires, pods and sods, and puts you in the middle of the kiss room where mooses and mice meets. I see what he did there. No more worries about onks, zucchinis, or the fork sides of the coin. Forget the craters, Decibel Geek won. Yep. Although there's no more worries about angst, I guess. Uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> that was something else. Yeah. I don't know what to say. I know you put the time into it, and it's crazy, but I like it. Yeah, me too. I like it a lot. So if you want to become somebody really cool and near and dear to us, just like Thornborn is, all you got to do, get out there, 
Apple Podcasts, mm-hmm. iTunes, if that's even, that's all the same now, right? Yeah, it's the same thing. 2020, get with it, Camaro. <laughs> and, uh, of course, Podchaser. Pod, yeah, podchaser.com. You can review individual episodes. Mm-hmm. You can tell us what you like, what you don't like. We like those because those are pretty in-depth. And, of course, just like Thornborn, a sweet Facebook recommendation always makes us smile. Yep. Thanks for that uh, that review. Keep those coming. They they make us feel better than especially after the last week that both of us had. We really got to stop <laughs> P- making out so us. much and sharing germs. Pity us. We were so sick. Yeah. Both of us. But uh, still got an episode out. I think. Uh, with yeah. The, the, Speaking of onks, yeah, that the, was really cool. Vin, Vinny shred the halls episode. Yeah. So, uh, it's pretty interesting to find out the answer, the truth. Can yeah. Vinny still play? Yeah. Apparently he can. Apparently so. So. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of questions about the playing before, but uh, we got the answer on that. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, you know, we yeah we dipped into the well again. Had a few people call us hypocrites. Yeah, yeah. but oh well, it was a bunch of people coming into town that we love, and it was like, yeah. hey, let's just break a mic out and talk to them. So and that was fun. It was fun good. to get to talk to them and ask them, yeah. you know, why why are you such a big Vinnie Vincent fan to do this, you know? And they all answered, so mm-hmm. it was it was fun and interesting. And Rick Shecky Poser Boy, whatever you want to call him, love uh, that was, dude. was great. So. Yeah. Told him, just break into podcasting. He definitely You're should. natural. I was just thinking when I listened back to that last week, it's like, oh, yeah, I've got my Stevie Rochelle. You've got Rick. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> the show must go on. Yep. So uh, let's do Geeks of the Week. These are the people that shared on Facebook, retweeted on Twitter last week's episode. Geeks of the Week this week are Kiss Talk Podcast, Brad Schick, Aaron Martell, Derek Leba, Bill Elam, Martin Winham, Mark Alden-Taylor, Kim Chi, Chris, Greg Troyan, Joseph Capone, John Phillips, Steve Wright, Kristen Schimbeck, Jay Shabluski, Dan Nation, Mike Grabowski, Wayne Cross, Adam Cox, James Rendon Dunn, Nate Atchison, Joe Lescon, Mikhail Burrell, Christopher Fretwell, Simon Cat, James West, and Obscuria Podcast, Shane Abair, David Glenn, Paul Cornscott, Crouch, Victor Ruiz, Shea Hargitz, Christopher Stokes, Julian Gill, The Bakery Podcast, Aaron Baker, Warren Edward LaRue Baker, Andrew Jacobs, Brian Knapp, Mike Parnell, Denver D. Serrano, Kiss Army Omaha, Rob Harris, Alan Tate, Robin the Hood, Cobras and Fire Podcast, Mermels, Darren Hunt, Eladio, JJ Mack, Focus on Metal, and as always, the, the Mooger Fooger. All right, awesome. Thank you guys for sharing last week's episode, and you are our Honorary Geeks of the Week. If you want to be Honorary Geek of the Week next week, just do what these fine people did and share this week's episode, the most awesome rocking albums of 2019. Yeah, I'm glad you're back because it sucks doing this show without you. I'll yeah, <laughs> and it sucks not doing the show at all and it, being sick. Yeah, but uh, yeah, we're back back and ready for the year. And, uh, and I listen to him and be like, damn it, he did an awesome job without me. Nah, uh, but uh, this should be fun. Uh, a lot of uh, a lot of good music got released this year, and as as I think the same with you as me, I we I think we both pretty well crammed over the last couple of weeks to really get everything in. That's the way it always goes. Because yeah. for me, I can speak from the experience of every single year we do one of these at the end of the year, and every year it's the same. There's stuff that I've picked up sure. throughout the year, yeah, you know, and there's stuff that I've listened to all along. But then at the end, when it comes down to saying, okay, pick the top. 10 albums of 2019 you really go wow i missed a lot of stuff you know so now i really owe some of these bands or different things people have talked about you know we asked the listeners on the facebook pages what's your top 10 of 2019 you know and we got some good suggestions from that too i Mm -hmm. mean i saw somebody posted on there i didn't even know buck cherry came out with an album this year me neither it's not bad we love to go to you guys because we, you know, we can we can only keep up with so much, right? You know, but there was a lot of interesting suggestions. So you cram it all in at the end. You just 
power listen to as much new music as yeah. possible, which is what I did. I know that's what you did the same thing. And basically, we turned over our finished list today after yep. we've been talking about this for like two weeks. Yeah, but I think well, we both, longer than that because we always know it's coming. Yeah, and we both made audibles even in the last yeah. couple of hours. So it's a. Uh, It'll probably change after we record this episode, but this is the way it is as of now. A lot of anxiety goes into this. <laughs> yeah. So who's starting it out? Um, I'll let you do the play out. Okay. Sounds so, good. So I'll go I first. I really like mine. Yeah, yeah. You go ahead. Okay. So, you know, and we'll go over the also ran list later in the show because it's, and we'll go over some of the Decibel Geek staff picks. We'll do some of that later on. Cool. So we'll start out with my, uh, my number 10, um, Ron Keel band released Fight Like a Band in 2019 on EMP label group. Awesome. This album a pretty consistent album, um, but very different than Keel stuff from the past. Uh, it definitely has a different, different taste to it. Um, and like, I'll go ahead and preface my picks with basically there were some albums that were full albums that were great. There were a lot of albums that had, that were, had a few songs that were great. So I kind of just took the tact of these are the, my top 10 songs that stuck with me this year. Cool. So, um, Ron Keel has that. Uh, this song has a definite throwback feel to it. I love all the name checks of old songs throughout the song. It's pretty cool. And um, there's a lot of serious subject matter in many of my picks and probably with yours um, on your list this this week. But sometimes you just need something that's just plain fun to listen to. And the Ron Keel Band has a lot of those songs on this album, and this is one of them. Here's Ron Keel Band with my number 10 song of 2019. This is Hearts Gone Wild. Playing along, they said. 
And that sun came up She never saw that semi-truck They were full of desire when they ran out of luck And the song was halfway done ways like the Ron Keel band more than I like old school Keel. You know, it's yeah. got it's it's got like this kind of a southern rock tinge to it a little mm-hmm. bit in a lot of the songs and some of it kind of even blends into country a little bit, but he's known for that. Yeah. And but the hard rock and stuff is just so good. But very consistent. Like yeah. it's it's the album's got you can tell a lot of work went into this record. It's it was not made really quickly. And uh yeah, I just love Ron Keel and you may be seeing Ron Keel next year in Nashville. Just, yeah, just, at Rockin' Pod? Maybe. We'll talk about that later. There's so many people that would love to see Ron Keel come back to Rockin' Including Pod. Including us. He was so awesome the first time he came around. Yeah, but uh, yeah, number 10, Ron Keel for me. Nice. I can agree with that. Definitely. All right, my number 10 pick of the best albums of 2019. This one's really cool. It started off for me with some East Coast street metal. Yeah, I'm talking about Spread Eagle. Spread Eagle was formed in 1990. They're from New York City. Rob DeLuca and Ray West, those are the guys that are still with it today. They were only together for a couple of months when they signed with RCA Universal Records back then, and they were sent straight to the record plant to record their debut album for a 1990 release. Then, in 1993, a second album came out called Open to the Public, and by 1995, it's over. Yep. It's over for Spread Eagle. This is a band I never listened to back when I was younger in the early 90s. Never heard of them until I got a little bit older. Mm-hmm. Started doing this show. Started paying more attention to the music that's out there. And find out about this band, Spread Eagle. That's got two albums that came out back in the day. And they're just killer. Yeah. Just a killer band. So this one's cool because it's their first album in over 26 years. The album's called Subway to the Stars, and it's Frontiers of Music. We're going to hear a lot about Frontiers today. You know, Frontiers, heroes in a lot of ways of 2019 for making bands put out great music. Mm -hmm. Uh, The songs for Subway to the Stars, they were put together in the music building in New York City, which is the exact same place where the songs for their debut album were rehearsed and written. Recording took place at Studio E in Brooklyn, New York, with Grammy Award-winning producer Tom Camuso. Hmm. It's a killer album, man, all the way through. I'm glad this band is back. I hope they keep coming out with more music. This is a killer tune right here, and it's called The Sound of Speed. Oh, now I hear the conversation. 
band I, I never expected to get another album from. No, Cause man, because it, uh, it was one of those bands. Like, There's so <laughs> many of them. I mean, we're going to talk about more of these bands today. 2019 was a really great year. If you had a favorite band that came out in the early 90s, mm-hmm. had amazing albums that you fell in love with, but then were gone. Right. You said, man, those bands that only had one or two albums, you know, I wish... They could have came out with more. Well, if you were a fan of a lot of these bands, 2019 was a damn good year for you. Yeah, definitely. A lot of good bands. All right, so uh, now for something completely different. Okay. Okay. This is a, a band that uh, probably would have never made my list on any year that we've ever done the show. And um, But it's one of those things where if you give some time and attention to a certain band where you kind of dismiss them in the past and, and then you suddenly find something that, you're like, wow, actually, you know, I overlooked this band. And this is a band that a lot of people have heard of. I'm talking about Dream Theater. You know, it's been around forever. They put out their 14th studio album this year called Distance Over Time in February on Inside Out Music. Wow. Um, this is the most commercially successful album they've had to date. Really? It, uh, it took top 10 positions in 19 countries, including going to number one in Germany and Switzerland. That's amazing. Yeah. And they've been around all these years, and today they're more popular than they've ever yep. been. And no Portnoy either. So That's di- wild. Very different. Very cool. Um, at 57 Minutes, it's their shortest album since their debut, which is <laughs> yeah. some- saying something when it's 57 Minutes and it's their shortest album because right. they're known for very long epic songs. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've slowly gotten more in- interested in this band over the past year, thanks to some of the listeners also suggesting you know stuff I should listen to. And I, you know, when I was doing my cram session, I was, I was like, I'll check out this new new one and very impressed with it the musicianship is always with dream theater second to none however the reason they are my number nine pick for 2019 is the fact that this song fall into the light is just epic in every way and has everything you could want heaviness melody and lots of transitions my number nine pick for 2019 dream theater with fall into the light
sometimes you just got to put away the calculator and rock. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's cool. I dig it. I love I love that song, and especially the way it ends. It's just so frantic at the end of the song. But uh, yeah, thanks to the listeners for getting me into Dream Theater. I'm, I'm looking forward to checking more of them out. But yeah, made my list. And more popular than ever. That's amazing. Yeah, that kind of surprised me when I was researching it. All right, so that brings me up to my number nine. Here's another Decibel Geek favorite, Tora Tora. Yeah. You know Tora Tora around here. We all know about Tora Tora. They started back in 85 in a garage, and they're high school students. Anthony Corder, Keith Douglas, John Patterson, and Patrick Francis. Eventually, they signed with A&M and released their debut album in 1989. They followed up with Wild America in 1992. If you want to know everything about that album, check mm. us out in the archives. We did an Albums Unleashed on that. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. Then pretty much right after that, in 94, they go back in to work on their third studio album, Revolution Day, which is recorded, but it's never released by A&M. And then they get dropped shortly after that. Another story of whatever happened to that band. They were so good, but they were Mm -hmm. here and they were gone, you know. It's just one of those things that, again, steps into the picture, Frontiers Records. You go to Tora Tora and says, man, you guys, you know, you haven't done nothing in a long time. What's going on? And they decide they're going to get back in the studio. That's amazing. Thank you again, Frontiers. Mm -hmm. That results in a brand new album, Bastards of Beale, came out earlier this year. It brings back the magic of the band's blues-based hard rock sound that gained them awesome following to begin with. Yeah, I was excited for this one. So cool that they're back. A couple years ago, they were all about the rockin' pod. Yeah. That was such a huge part of that and getting to see them play. It's been such a treat to have them back. Yeah. I just love it. And the new album is killer. It was recorded at Sam Phillips Music in Memphis. You know, that's legendary. Legendary for sure. And vocalist Anthony Corder said it began with the idea of us tapping into our passion of writing together again and getting to create new tunes. But it also opened a floodgate of memories of our experiences with our fans. This album picks up right where they left off. I mean, I could expect no more, and they really delivered the goods. I love it a lot. Here's the tune off of that album. It's Bastards of Beale, Torah Torah. The song's called Rose of Jericho.
Gotta love Bo Tora Tora. It's a good album, and I, I remember when uh, they played the Rock and Pod pre-party in 2018 when they were still making the record, and they actually debuted a couple of the songs from this record live at that yeah. show. And I remember thinking, these fit right in with the rest of their catalog. Oh. So they didn't do a giant detour. They stuck with what made them sound good in the first place. And they're just, they're a great band. Now, one band that I don't think made either of our lists that's a big hot rock band these days is called Dirty Honey. Yeah. And we played them not long ago. It's almost like they've taken the torch from Tora Tora and they're continuing the same type of sound. But uh, yeah, Anthony and the guys did oh, a, did a hell thing. of a job. Tora Tora made my list. Dirty Honey didn't. They didn't make my list yeah, either. So and uh, Tora Tora was one of my favorite releases of this year. It's uh just such good guys, great band. If you haven't picked it up, definitely pick it up because it's it's a great record all the way through. For sure. All right. Good year for Memphis Rock 2019. Yeah, we'll get into more of that a little later. Um, for my number eight, uh, I'm going to play something from the Starbreaker album that came out this year. This is the third collaboration of Tony Harnell from TNT and Magnus Carlson of Primal Fear. Starbreaker's Dysphoria was released on Frontiers in January. Uh, the combination of Tony's vocals and Magnus's guitar playing is pretty potent mix. And this album actually got rave reviews all all around this year. It was a pleasure to have Tony at the Rock and Pod Expo, and his performances at both the pre-party and the rare hair shows were just incredible. He was a cool dude. Uh, yeah, nice guy and an amazing singer. Um, here's a song from Dysphoria that really shows off Tony's and Magnus's abilities to their fullest. This is my number eight song of 2019. It's Starbreaker with How Many More Goodbyes. I could never be what you want me to be.
band that Tony Harnell can wail. Yeah. And who, said, who says you can't have a, a heavy power ballad these days? Yeah, that definitely is. But it's got some depth to it. I like yeah. it. I dig it a lot. The guitar is just killer. It's a great record. And, uh, yeah, I love, I've gotten a lot more into his material, you know, since having him at the Expo. I, was, I knew TNT like a lot of people did, but uh, I didn't know a lot of his other work that he's done since then. And, and there's a lot of great stuff there. See, I never even knew really a whole lot about TNT. Oh, yeah. That was a band that was never on my radar coming up. And, you know, to get to meet him, he's a cool guy. And the only thing I really knew about him at the time was that he was in Skid Row for a minute. Yeah. I almost forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like that's where it opened up the doors for him, for me, to Mm -hmm. go, okay, well, if he's good enough to be in Skid Row, this guy has done other stuff. And then I was like, okay, I've heard of TNT. So I definitely want to do a bigger a deeper dive on him and we should get him on the show absolutely next year and just be like lay out your whole career for us tell us all the albums that we should own yeah he's uh his vocals are just insane it's yeah. it's crazy how well his voice has stayed intact over the years oh man what did he sing that night at rock and pod that he just ripped it apart well the second night he was part of the rare hair thing with uh with david elves and he did uh, green man alicia yes by that's Judas what Priest. it was oh man he ripped yeah. the head off that song oh and also if on the starbreaker on the dysphoria record the name starbreaker obviously comes from the judas priest right. song and they do a cover of that song on the oh, album nice. that's really so there's good a studio version yeah of it? oh kick ass yeah. man i gotta get that yeah very so, cool. He, he, I think Rob Halford would be proud. All right. I got another Memphis one. Yeah. You ready for this? This is awesome. Formed in Memphis in the late 80s. They uh, quickly earned a name for themselves within the local music scene, selling out club shows all over the place, working it, working it, working it, until finally they met Janie Lane. And Janie Lane puts the word out and says, hey, there's this band in Memphis called Roxy Blue. And Janie Lane makes it happen for these guys, you know. That's another one too. We need to get we need to get Todd on the show and have him yeah. tell us the story because I want to know more about this now because I didn't know. But Janie Lane ends up getting them in front of Geffen Records, uh, A and R guy Tom Zutat, and he flies them to L.A. and signs them. So then the next step is to find the right producer for the album, and I don't know who's good around this time. How about Mike Clink? Mm-hmm. He'd done Appetite for Destruction, and he just finished up Use Your Illusion albums for GNR right before he went into the studio with these guys to do the debut album of Roxy Blue. This all happens. I mean, it, it's amazing. How, you can't ask for much more than that, right? You mm-hmm. meet Janie Lane, he gives you the good word, you know, and the next thing you know, you're getting signed by a major record label, and you're getting the guy that just produced the Guns N' Roses albums, and, well, it's the 90s. Yeah. Another another casualty. Yeah, it's a bummer. Yeah, a real bummer. The result was the 1992 album Want Some, which is killer. It it's is. just a killer album, but nobody ever talks about it or thinks about it because it was here and it was gone. You know, it was just gone. So, again, in this story, Frontiers Music is the hero. They approach Roxy Blue about releasing their 27-year-later second album of new music. 27 years it's been. Todd Poole said, I think the new record is definitely a different sound than the 1992 version of Roxy Blue, but it's not unrecognizable. The new record is much heavier and it still has some of the cool ballads and hints at some early Roxy in there, but I feel like it's a very well-balanced record. I couldn't agree with that more. Mm-hmm. There's, it's I don't know, man. I like the old Roxy Blue, but that was kind of like in a time capsule of right. the time. And this is a band that's that, but so much more evolved and every song on this album is really good, but it's they're all in different ways. I mean, there's really hard rock and stuff there. There's some introspective balladry going mm-hmm. on on here. I mean, I'm not the ballad guy. I've never claimed to be, <laughs> but 
the ballad that's on this album. How, how is, does it feel? Is killer. it's an earworm. It'll get stuck it's, in your head for oh, days. Oh man, totally. Yeah. I'm hearing that going. If this, I don't understand why this song couldn't be a hit. You guys trust me. It's go, a great song. Go listen to that song. I'm not playing that. I one almost today. picked that this week. But I mean, yeah. it's it's such a cool song. It should be a massive hit. It really yeah. should. It should be getting played on radio all over the place right now. It's very well, regardless written. of it being Roxy Blue or anybody else. Mm-hmm. It's a killer song that I think, like you said, it's so hooky. And catchy, oh, it'll stick. Yeah, it sticks in your brain. Here's one I think you'd rather have there because it's a hard rocker. This is more my style, and I love this album for songs like this. It's Roxy Blue. It's a self-titled album. It's the second album. After 27 years, there's a tune called Human Race.
didn't know what to expect when they yeah. said, you know, oh, I didn't either. Blues coming out with a new album. You know, I was excited about it because I knew I liked the old album way mm-hmm. back in 92. I actually had it on CD. Yeah. And I liked it a lot, but then they were gone. Yeah. And But to hear they were coming back, I was like, wow, I'm not sure what to even think. And this album is just badass all the way through it. Yeah. There's not a bad song on it. The musicianship's all really great. It's, boy, it's hard to pin down because it's like... uh it's like a band from back then, but different. I don't know. It's well, it still sounds. I mean, they still sound pretty fresh, you yeah. know. And like they, obviously, they did the acoustic set at the Rock and Pod Expo. Sorry that to make this cool. a com- Rock and Pod commercial, but sorry, it's a lot of these, yeah. a lot of these people are re- related. No, these but, were these are all good bands. The the yeah. rise of the Rock and Pod and the return of all these great bands is maybe coincidental, but maybe that's okay for us. But they did a yeah, they did an acoustic set there that was great, and um, and I also about a year ago went down to. Mississippi and saw it was at like a little amphitheater there it was Tora Tora Roxy Blue and Every Mother's Nightmare another great yeah. Memphis band that's still kicking um, opening for Brett Michaels but to me it was about those three bands it wasn't even right. about I didn't even stay for Brett Michaels right. I left and, and when it was in that part of the country I gotta imagine for 90% of the crowd it was that they had a, it was a good sized crowd for the for the for the three Memphis bands and um, but yeah it's you know I was I remember the name Roxy Blue because I grew up in Nashville, and so obviously the Memphis scene that that rise in the Memphis scene word would get back to here, and Roxy Blue and Every Mother's Nightmare and Tora Tora were like pretty well known around here. Yeah, and uh, but I never got to see them back in the day because I was too young to go to go to clubs and stuff. But uh, it's just Todd's actually a, a super nice guy, and they're they're really good people and um, big supporters of what we do, and and I I appreciate them a lot. Great band. Yeah, and they are my one of my top picks of 2019 for sure. That's my number eight. I'm glad you picked it. Yeah, me too. I'm glad they came out with it. Yeah, me Thanks, too. Thanks, Frontiers. Kicking okay. ass for us. Well, another Frontier. And we're not meaning to make this commercial for Frontiers because it's just the way it is. there's just a lot of good material it's they put out this year. It's just the way year. it is. Frontiers was so on the case. If there was an award to give for rock and roll in 2019, I think at this point it's pretty obvious you'd give it to Frontiers Records. Yeah, they, they did an amazing job this time. So also released on Frontiers this year is my number seven pick. Uh, Pretty Maids put out the album Undress Your Madness. And uh, I can think of a few bands that have had as good of a run of recent albums as this band. Yeah, they're really good. You know, and they're, for a long time, they've mostly been known for the album Future World that came out in 1987. And that that's the one that kind of gets name checked a lot when their name comes up. But for me, the last three albums, Pandemonium, Motherland, and Kingmaker were really solid offerings. That didn't change this year as they released Undress Your Madness in November. Their mix of metal, melody, and big production has yielded some of my favorite albums the past few years. All their albums just sound big. And um, there's not much filler on them either. And good thoughts and prayers go out to singer Ronnie Atkins, who recently got diagnosed with lung cancer. So hopefully he beats that and they continue their run. So here's my number seven song of 2019. It's Pretty Maids with Serpentine.
didn't even know this was a classic band. I didn't know that oh, they yeah. were a band from back in the day that came back around. I just thought they were kind of just like some older dudes that just decided to start a band, and they were all really damn good. And I mean, like you're saying, these last run of albums from this band has been just amazing. Yeah. They haven't come out with a bad album since they, I guess, been back. Yeah. So I've heard all their new stuff, and I really like it. So I guess I got to go check out that other album that everybody talks about. Oh, Future I World. I yeah. don't even know that one. But it, the Future World, in my opinion, I think all their newer material is better than Future yeah. World. But I guess it, back in the day, it was a big deal over in Europe. It wasn't okay. ever a big hit here. But uh, not nothing not to dismiss it. But uh, yeah, I'll take the last four albums they've done over that. Nice. Yep. Cool. I got to check out more of that too. All right, so that brings me to my number seven. Uh, here's a band that you guys might be familiar with. They were formed in Los Angeles in 2015 by Arrow DeWild and Austin Smith. And you might remember them from episode number 338. That's Fresh Blood Volume 6 back in October of 2018 when I showcased the song Chicken Woman. Yeah, I'm talking about Starcrawler. They're yep. back. That one was off their self-titled debut. We were on the edge, man. We were right on the edge of awesomeness because we were picking good stuff on Fresh Blood. This band's still around. They might be from California, but they're really, really popular in Europe and Japan right now. This year, they participated in the soundtrack for the film Pet Cemetery. You're going to like this. They did a cover of the Ramones song. I'll have to check that the out. The soundtrack, yeah. It's, it's got to be badass. i got to listen to that, too. They're... Uh, New album was released on UK's Rough Cut label. It's produced by famous English producer Nick Launay. He's from Killing Joke, Midnight Oil, and Excess. He even produced the new L7 album that came out this year. That's what he. L7 put L7, an album? Yeah, yeah, and it's not bad. I had no idea. He was working on that right before he went and helped this band out. So this is a new one from Starcrawler. The album's called Devour You. It came out back in October. This is a tune called She Gets Around. Yeah. 
awesome. I love it. <laughs> That's a good description. I love it, man. And I, I, I love the the way she sings. She's growling and snarling and doing all this crazy stuff, and the guitar playing is awesome. This band's kind of strange too, you know. It's they got the whole visual, you yeah. Know, watch the video thing going on, <laughs> but like some of their stuff, some of their songs are like Sabbath, and some of their songs are like Hank Williams Senior. Yeah, you know, it's really kind of strange, but I dig it all, and I like their new album. I yeah. hope this band keeps coming out with stuff. Definitely go on YouTube and watch their videos. Yeah, look up Chicken Woman on the Vivo. But, it's there's, oh, there's, it's so fun. There's an odd visual component to this band you have to check out. Yeah. Oh, man, it's so cool. I dig it a lot. That's Starcrawler, and that's my number seven pick of 2019. Awesome. So it's time for my number six. Um, we got a new Whitesnake album this year. Yeah, we did. And uh, Flesh and Blood was released on, guess what Guess what label released Flesh and Blood? Uh, <laughs> could it be Frontiers? Yeah, you'd, yeah. Be, you'd be correct, sir. Uh, this band's always been kind of hit and miss for me. I, certain albums like the 87 self-titled album and Slide It In are like some of my favorites, but I, I'm not big into the earlier, earlier stuff. Of the, I know you are. You're yeah, into the, yeah. the bluesier yeah, stuff. Yeah. But um, So I'm kind of hot and cold on Whitesnake, but I really, really, really enjoyed this one. And I was very late. It came out in May, but I didn't get around to listening to this till like September probably. Yeah. And uh, I remember messaging Nick from Frontiers going, I hate that I'm so late telling you this, but that Whitesnake album is really good. And he's like, you just now heard it? I'm like, yeah, a little busy. But uh, love it. And, uh, you know, Coverdale's been through a lot with his voice, but they still turned out a really good record this time. And a lot of great playing on it. Check out the guitar playing. Obviously, when there's a song that has a Thin Lizzy vibe to it, I'm gonna that's going to win me over. Oh, yeah? So this one definitely has that. At number six for 2019 for me, it's Whitesnake with Always and Forever.
This year, that was right on the edge of my list too. You actually swooped in and got that one from me, but I was going to go with that too because what I liked about it was I feel like there's songs on there that represent like the old school, you know, White Snake that I like, the, yeah. the European White Snake, mm-hmm. and then there's songs on there that are like Here I Go Again, you know, yeah. it's like the American White Snake. There's songs like that on there. There's hard rock and tunes. There's you know sweet love ballads that you'd expect from david coverdale this album's got a little bit of everything for every kind of white snake fan i think yeah it's it's, it's good stuff so yeah made my list and now for something completely different all right i don't think we could do the year in review of 2019 without talking about this band because they were back after a long long time and people were pretty damn excited about it and i'm talking about tool came out with fear inoculum back in august and this will always be remembered as the great cd shortage of 2019 because <laughs> you couldn't get it if you weren't on the case with it because yeah. most places aren't carrying cds no more they were gone and you couldn't get it no more Really one of the biggest rock or metal albums that came out in a long time. It was top five in Germany, New Zealand, Norway, and in Poland, Australia, Canada, and the U.S. It goes to number one, famously knocking Taylor Swift from the top spot here oh, in the yeah. U.S. Yeah. Oh, yeah, way to go, Tool. That's kick-ass. Self-released and produced, Tool Smart. They got the money. They can mm-hmm. put the money up front to make the new album. They know what they're doing when it comes to making an album that just sonically sounds good. That's why it takes so long. Yeah, it took a long, <laughs> long time. I guess there was all kinds of crazy bullshit that kept them outside of music things from making this new album. But it's finally here, the first new one since 2006. And honestly, I think it's their best album since at least Lateralis. Hmm. I mean, Lateralis and this one I'll put right about the same level, but this is the best stuff they've come out with in quite a long time. You thought your prog album was long. With this one, you get seven songs in 80 minutes. Yeah, a lot of long songs on this one. This is not one that you just sit down and listen to one song, really. This is an album album. You you really got to listen to the whole thing. But I think the thing that I like most about the new Tool album is the fact that it was exciting to see people be excited about a rock album being released in 2019. That's true. I have no idea what to play off of this thing. So, (laughs) you know, this one's probably about a half an hour long, so I guess I'll just give you a little piece of it so you know what I'm talking about. If you haven't heard it already, man, you ought to check it out because it's easily the biggest metal album in 2019. This is Tool off of Fear Inoculum. Well, it's spelled with a seven, but I think the song is called Tempest.
write the right song. That's, yeah. that's the best one, in my opinion, on the album. And it's hard because it's really one big, giant 80-minute <laughs> track. Yeah. You know, and so they have to put the splits in there somewhere, I guess. And if you like packaging, rec- album packaging, yeah. this is like on a completely different level. Yeah. You know, Tool was always pretty good for that. Yeah, there's like a part of it where you flip open the box and there's even like a video that plays when you open the box. Oh, wow. It's it's. They really put the no effort into this one. you couldn't find them nowhere. Oh, yeah. It sold out Not everywhere because people wanted to have that packaging. Like, we went to... I forget where we went. We went to... Uh, oh, yeah. We went we went to Target looking for it. They didn't have yeah. it. And I didn't know where else to go. It sold out So quick. then I went to the uh, local record store that still buys brings in new CDs mm-hmm. and said, do you got any? And they said, well, we only ordered a couple, you know, and yeah. they're long gone. People didn't know that. Well, but Tool fans are pretty obsessive about owning the product. So. Well, especially after that long, yeah. you know. And Tool is kind of like the modern-age Pink Floyd, I think. Oh, They're easily. They're very, very proggy, you know, and, a he- and heavy in places and weird in places. Very artsy, you know, and hard to get into. But yeah. if you love them, you love them. If you don't, I don't know. Yeah. Not one of my absolute favorite bands of all time, but I definitely respect the shit out of them. And I love the guitar playing. Yeah. I love the guitar playing at Tool, man. There's something about it that's weird, that tone that nobody else can get except for that guy. Yeah. So, it's a, it's an cool interesting stuff. record. I'm yeah. surprised you picked it, honestly. I didn't I didn't know you were that into Tool, personally. Well, I mean, I'm not, like I said, I'm not the most giantest Tool fan, but you got to give it something because of the fact that, you know, it went to number one yeah. in 2019, a rock album. You know the other rock and metal bands that made it to number one in 2019? Mm-mm. Besides Tool, there's only three. Oh, okay. Vampire Weekend, oh. The Raccoon Tours, and Slipknot. Were the only Slipknot's other... the only of those three that I would consider rock or metal. Isn't Raccoon Tours, isn't that eh. Jack White? Yeah, He's but... He's got I, a guitar. If, if you want to classify having a guitar as rock, maybe, but I don't know. It's, it's don't, not metal, but I'd say it's, it's rock. Hipster rock, I guess. I don't know. Well, I didn't even think about the Slipknot record, although that one did really well also. Yeah, well, it did. It went yeah. to number one. So. Yeah. Okay. All right, so my number five. It's <clears> not happening for a lot of rock bands anymore. That's true, but we cover the ones we like. Yeah, uh, right. 2019 was a big year for Michael Sweet. I think these awards are way more prestigious than Billboard, right? Me too. Um, Striper toured the world. He headlined the Rock and Pod Expo. Yeah, he did. And he released a killer new solo album entitled Ten. And it was highly anticipated and really delivered on its promises, in my opinion. It was released on Rat Pack Records. Uh, it's loaded with huge-sounding songs and a lot of great guest players, including Tracy Guns, Howie Simon, Gus G., Rich Ward, and others. Yeah, I love that concept because he was going to just have a couple of players, and he's like, why don't I just have a different player for every song? No, that's totally cool. I think that's how you should do a solo album. It you was know? a good that idea. you're not doing it with a solo band. Right. Because you know? that's always funny with your real band. You're like, well, what's wrong with us? You know, right. Why don't you just give us your songs and we'll do them? You know? yeah. Why you got to get a whole different band? Well, this is perfect because you get a whole bunch of different players and a whole lot of different flavors. Yeah. And yeah, I'm glad you put this one as high as you did because it would have definitely been up on my list for sure. It was. I was very blown away by how good this was. And one of my favorite things about the album is that he really pushed for big anthemic choruses throughout the record. Yeah. And you'll definitely find it in my number five song of the year. It's Michael Sweet with a little help from Queensryche's Todd Latore performing Son of Man.
just a killer song. Great playing, and killer. I love the the back and forth vocals between yeah, Michael really and cool. Todd. Just great stuff all I around. I think my favorite thing about the album is the one he did with Tracy Gunn. That's a good one too. Ripping song, love it. Yeah, I don't find a bad song on this record at no, all, uh-huh. and I'll stack this up with any Striper record. Honestly, yeah, yeah. It, honestly, see what I did there. Um, but uh, but <laughs> Stop I, it. yeah, it's and I know he's said he's heard that from other people and he was surprised by that but i think it pound for pound it's as good i I honestly would take this over the last striper record yeah wow yeah Yeah, that's i mean it's and i like the last striper album it's a hell of an album yeah so if michael sweet ever does this again my only request is do a song with ace fraley that'd be interesting how cool would that be yeah oh so awesome it always comes back to the spaceman of course all right my number five pick is not like that at all okay it's way way different this is far out i love this it's their 15th studio album so you say 15th studio album, you think i'm talking about some classic rocker right Mm -hmm. no i'm talking about the australian rock band king gizzard and the lizard wizard remember them back in 2017 i think we had them on i had them for something they i don't remember what the episode was but i remember the song was nuclear fusion i remember the name it was off their microtonal banana album yeah which in 2017 was one of like 10 albums they came out with that year so they're like the bucket head of bands just Busting them out. Well, this year they slowed down a little bit. They only came out with two albums. Oh, okay. So. I'm glad they're taking it easy now. And the thing about King Gizzard and the Wizard Lizard that's weird, other than their name, is the fact that every album they do mm-hmm. is like a different genre of rock. So in early 2019, they came out with an album called Fishing for Fishies. Mm. And it's like a Grand Funk Railroad kind of a 70s boogie rock album. Huh. And then in August... Oh, man, they came out with this. It's an album called Infest the Rat's Nest, and it's a thrash metal album. Vocalist Stu McKenzie said, In year four, which I guess is grade four in Australia, there was an older kid who was into Rammstein. I made friends with him, and we put together a performance at our school assembly where we headbanged to do host. <laughs> I got whiplash, which I thought was pretty cool, and that was my introduction into heavy metal. And soon Rammstein led to Metallica, Metallica led to Slayer, Slayer led to Creator and Sodom. The German metal bands really kicked my ass and scared the hell out of me. And later on, when I picked up the guitar, I realized that shit was too hard to play. Mm. They had to work their way up to them. After 300 studio albums, you got to learn something, right? Yeah. So they did their best to come out with the perfect thrash metal album. And man, is it cool. The whole thing is really cool. It'll take you back to like some Motorhead, you know, in moments. And there's totally some Metallica in there and some Slayer. And I just, man, it's something else. You, you got to check it out. And here's your opportunity right now. I think you're going to want to get this album after you hear this. It's King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard off their new album, Infest the Rat's Nest, and a tune called Mars for the Rich. <laughs>
it so much. Bizarrely cool. It's so cool, man. <laughs> the whole album is really good. I mean, that tune kind of reminds me musically of like some Motorhead. It's very cool. And like I said, it's 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 neat to see a band do this. You know, it's like we're going to do a, a funk album and then we're going to do an electronica album and then we're going to record a rock album using only microtonal instruments. And, wow. and then we're going to do a thrash metal album and everything they do is pretty good. They do it all well, but this is so far my absolute favorite King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard album out of all 500 of them. Polka album on the horizon, maybe? You never they probably already done these one. guys. You never know. <laughs> it's probably part of the 300 they've already done. I know. That's one of the strange things. Like Every time I pick up a CD, I'll find one every once in a while, and I'll get it and be like, awesome, another King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard CD. And I'll get it home and be like, I don't even know if this is the same band. Oh, wow. But it is. Well, they, I mean, it all rocks. They'll never get bored. Neither will their fans if they keep putting out this many albums all the time. No kidding. All right, we're down to the last four for me. All right, we're getting down to the nitty-gritty, the uh, best of the best. And as I mentioned earlier, I always cram near the end of the year to catch up on stuff that I missed, and uh, I couldn't have been more blown away than I was by the new Tigers of Pantang album. I knew it when I Ritual. heard it. I knew it. I knew it as soon as I heard it. I'm like, I'm not even going to bother to pick this <laughs> because I know this is going to be on Chris's list, but you know what? It's freaking awesome. Yeah. I would have totally put that on my list. I knew you were going to snatch that one up. And if you don't know, they're one of the, like, the original new wave of British heavy metal yeah. bands. They've been around forever. Yeah. And I think this is their strongest material ever. Like yeah. This is better than all their classic stuff. It's really damn I don't, good. I don't think you can compare them. Um, wow, that's a bold statement, it's, my friend. It's true, though. I mean, listen to the... And the there's no filler on this record. Every uh-huh. damn song... I could have picked any song from this record and you would have liked it. Tons of great playing, and the singer, the singer can do amazing stuff on this. I seriously recommend you go buy this record. So this is my number four song of 2019. It's Tigers of Pantang and a song called Worlds Apart.
so amazing, good. amazing stuff. And uh, my top four, I kept flip flopping back and forth on yeah. what was going to be number one. This could have easily been my number one. It's always tough, and I think if I would have picked that one, it would have been in my top five also. It's so good. Everybody's got to get out and check that yeah. out. Brand new album from Tigers Pantang. It's called Ritual. It's amazing. Killer. It's a great fucking album. All right, so we're getting up there now. Here's my number four, and you know I'm going to pick it. It was less than a year since the release of 2018's The Grinding Wheel before Overkill was back in the studio working up a follow-up. Oh, what what a tough problem to have as an Overkill fan, man. Mm. They just keep busting them out. I mean, you want to come out with a new album every single year, Overkill? I'm cool with that because I've always got a spot for you on my list. This album, hey, it's no exception. You know what you're getting with Overkill. If you love Overkill, you're going to love the new album. Yeah. It's it's really good. I like it a little bit better than the one previous to it, Me The too. Grinding Wheel. I, I, almost I like this, this one too. better. Yeah. Uh, it was produced by Overkill, mastered by Zeus himself. <laughs> it was a top five album in Germany. Didn't do so hot here in the States. Mm-mm. You know, it barely cracked the top 200 albums, which is kind of a bummer. Because there's a lot of bands this year that came out that actually did pretty good on the charts, comparatively. But regardless of that, it's still overkill. It's still a kick-ass album, and it's new music from one of the greatest bands in thrash history. They're still doing it, and they're doing it right. And here's the proof of that, a tune called Distortion.
turning my head to that. They're the motorhead of thrash metal. You, oh, totally. You know what you're going to get every yeah. album. No, and they're not going to change. You're never going to get disappointed. Nope. They're just going to find new and better ways to do what Overkill yeah. does, and they're consistently doing that. Yeah. They're another one of those bands that, yeah, their classic albums were amazing. Oh, yeah. You know, stuff that legends are made out of. But the last 10 years or so, Overkill's been putting out some of the best material of yeah. their entire careers. Yeah, I almost picked something off that one, too. The only thing I worry about is if they keep putting out so many albums and kind of blends together. I don't want it to not be special. Right. You know, and maybe that was the problem why this one didn't do so great. Came out a little too fast. Yeah, a little too little too tight together maybe. People maybe. weren't still excited about the grinding wheel and didn't really get a chance to recover enough to miss it. Yeah. To go, oh yeah, a new one. Mm. Not me. I'll take one every week. Yeah. It's a good record. So that was one of your mainstay favorites. And uh, now my number three is one of mine talking about the darkness well anyone that listens to our show regularly knows i love this band and good band however after the last band pine after after the last album pinewood smile i was kind of skeptical going forward because that album had a lot of hype and i just don't think it was that good it was a disappointment were you saying that yeah you were all excited about it and then when you got it you weren't it wasn't that that good And, and the sad thing is is that was one that i paid in on the crowdfunding to get the signed vinyl which is cool to have but like it's like the worst album cover they ever did it looks awful. I don't even want to display it. Oh, no. And then it's just this close-up <laughs> so of a mouth. It's weird. And then uh, the songs just didn't have a lot of staying power for me. So I was a little bummed about that one. But uh, thankfully, the newest album, Easter is Cancelled, is a lot closer to what we've heard on Easter previous albums. Canceled. Yeah. What a title for an album. It's about the most sacrilegious album cover you'll ever see, too. But aside from that, um, they still go overboard on the silliness at times, but uh, overall, I still think Pound for Pound, they're one of the best bands in rock and roll. My number three song of 2019 might be the catchiest thing you'll hear this year. It's The Darkness with Live Till I Die. I was born out of wedlock on the 17th day of the third month of 17th
hatred Ooh, Put all your clothes back on and take it off your head Cause I'll always be here and if you freeze I'll talk you down You don't have to feel obliged to act the high school clown I know you got what it takes Ooh, And if you want to you can laugh at your mistakes And live till you die just can't deny it they are hook masters yeah for sure yeah, and when that, they're on their money great. man nobody does it better yeah that song uh and i've been into that song ever since it came out so uh happy to put that on my list that's cool man i'm glad the darkness is back to their full power there's some weird stupid stuff on it too there always but, is but they that's how the darkness yeah. for me with the darkness yeah there's like if you take each one of their albums there's like two to three songs yeah. on each album that I love. Yeah. Just love. And then a lot of weirdness. And then the rest of it, I give two shits about. Yeah. But on each album, there's at least two to three songs. Mm. Usually no more than three. They but, get a little too but experimental though, but sometimes. But those three songs yeah. are out of this world good. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I'd have to put my own greatest hits together of Darkness, but it would be one of the greatest albums of all time. <laughs> it would. They're amazing. Oh, man. So that brings us up to the top three. Here's my number three. I was excited about this one when it was announced it was coming out because the first album was really kind of a cover album. Mm -hmm. A lot of cover songs on it with just maybe one or two originals. And I'm talking about the Hollywood Vampires. Yeah, the super group that revolves around Alice Cooper, Joe Perry, and Johnny Depp. This year, they came out with their second album, a follow-up to their 2015 self-titled debut. This one, too, didn't really do so great on the charts. It only reaches 184 on the U.S. Billboard, which is weird. I mean, because it's got Alice Cooper and Joe Perry, you know? You got fans of those guys should be buying this. And then Johnny Depp, I think, you know, everybody looks at him like he's a megastar, so that should be getting people to buy the album. But, you know, there's... Something weird. I don't know. I thought it was a great album. It's made up of mostly original material with just a handful of covers on it. This one here is an original, one of my favorites on the album. Very cool. Very suiting for Alice Cooper to be doing this one. It's a tune called Mr. Spider.
lyric video thing that went with it was pretty awesome. I like the cover, yeah. the album. Um, that's something else I kind of noticed this year is I got a stack of CDs sitting next to me. You know, we're talking about all these bands. A lot of the CD packaging for the ones that still do come out with CDs mm-hmm. is really good in yeah. 2019. Like you get the booklets like you always wished you would have got right. with your CD where you can actually open it up and it's got a bunch of pages and glossy paper and lyrics written in them. And 2019 has been a good year for that stuff. Well, maybe because they know the people that are still buying them really appreciate the packaging. Right. So it's like they actually go the extra to, mile for yeah, them. They're going to actually pull that out and look at it. So don't just make it a one card thing. Yeah. All that used to piss me off. When and I the digipacks I think are yeah. finally dead. I think oh, you think going, so? Yeah, I haven't seen everything I've gotten new this year, except for my number one. That came in a digipack, but all the rest of them were in hard case CDs, hmm. which I kind of prefer. Yeah, well, yeah. it protects it better. Yeah. Yeah, like my Ace Fraley Anomaly CD that's in horrible shape yeah. because of that fucking cardboard packaging. For sure. One other thing about Hollywood Vampires I found was cool on this album when I was looking at songwriting credits is that Johnny Depp is really a huge, huge part of the song the songwriting mm-hmm. on this album. Like, he's a part of every single song on here, so he's not just a Hollywood name to have oh, on the no. marquee. He's a real contributor, and it's a great album. Number three for me. Cool. Alright, so we're down to the last two. Um... Should we go over some of like the also rans before we get into our last two? Just so long as we don't accidentally mention our last two. Uh, yeah, I started out kind of with just with a piece of paper here and started writing, went down the lists, you know, and tried to look and seeing new albums came out and then looked at what other people picked and things. Um, let's see, there's a lot of these I didn't get to. Did uh, you know? I think the I think. The Rolling Stones and The Who came out with new albums this year. I, I didn't hear the Stones one. I wasn't really impressed with The Who one. No, it's, I listened to a little getting bit. Getting a lot of rave reviews, but it's just not clicking for me. No, I didn't really care for that either. Um, I think ELO came out with a new album this year. I had no idea. Um, one that I was looking at that I probably could have put on my list. If I, if we'd have went to 15, this one would have definitely been on there. That KXM mm-hmm. had a new album that was really good. Um, Mike Patton from Faith No More did some weird thing this year. I'll have to follow him. Yeah, that's, I don't know. Um, let's see. A lot of people were talking about the Sammy Hagar album that came out. I didn't add that on mine. Um, Dope came out with a new album. Remember Dope? Yeah. There's some bands, man, some new metal bands that made some big comebacks in 2019, I think. But I think my main ones that I was looking at, um... Yeah, the Tigers of Pantang, the Michael Sweet would have been on my list. Wednesday 13 had a new album that came out mm. this year. That was pretty good. You know, he does like the super heavy, heavy metal now. You know, the, the guitar tone isn't the same as it used to be. Yeah. And so, like, I like the old Wednesday 13 stuff with the Ace Frehley guitar tones. Right. You know, and the new stuff kind of just sounds like Slipknot to me. And gotcha. It's not the same anymore, Wednesday. Please give us the tone back. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Scott Soto. The Soto album, yeah, I had that on my list. One. Uh, this one could have easily made it another Frontiers Crazy Licks. Mm-hmm. That album is badass, the one the, they came out with. I can't get past the vocals with that band. I like I've it. tried, but it yeah. just doesn't work. It well, sounds a little too exaggerated. Yeah, check out the new album. I think it's one of their better ones that I've heard so far anyway. Mm. Um, let's see. Let's see. Last in Line was good. Forgot about that I one. put that on my list. Uh, the Kane Roberts I listened to one mm-hmm. time. But I didn't really get a chance to really sink my teeth into mm-hmm. it, so I didn't want to judge it too much. Um, Jet Boy came out with a new album this year. Oh, that was that pretty was good. Born Free, right? Yep. Oh, shit. Or something. Born something. 
Born to Fly. Born to Fly. Damn, I should have picked that because there's a song on that I love. Well, yeah. this is where we start there's regretting a bunch stuff. Of songs on there I love. Uh, Michael Shankerfest had an album. Yeah, that was good too. Hell yeah, Steel Panther came out with a new <laughs> one. I don't know, Steel Panther a couple of years ago, like that would have been a big deal. But I haven't heard really anybody talking about the new Steel Panther. Album. I think the novelty's kind of worn off with those yeah. guys. Still talented, awesome band. Oh, good band, yeah. Maybe they should try to come up with a serious album. I would buy it. Yeah. Because they're talented enough. I yeah, just think definitely. all the comedy stuff's a little much. But Maybe uh, that's what they should That's our advice to Steel Panther. For yeah, the they'll next listen year. to us. Do, <laughs> dude, just take a break and do one just kick ass rock album that's not like jokey. Right. You know, because people say, oh, that's, that band's a joke and they're bad. You know, they make bands look bad. I, I disagree. No, I don't view it that I way. I think they're an awesomely talented yeah. band that found a niche that's a lot of fun. Sure. You know, it makes it's concerts for fun and it definitely worked for them. But you know that guys are good enough to come out with a serious album that would just rips so yeah. i'd like to hear that let's see life of agony came out with a new album this year i didn't really get a check into that grim reaper mm. not with nick bocott though nah, that's not the same um santa cruz oh, i remember yeah. a couple of years ago a lot of people talked about them um you got the pretty maids we talked about quiet riot earlier in the year Oof. that's awful a, record that's still a bummer you know and uh let's see rival sons they were one that, that one got problem. raved and i didn't it didn't click with me no i tried i, I was, was all right and i like some of their older stuff but it didn't really do much for me for some reason but i think that's kind of oh yeah there's there's other ones on here uh john garcia the guy that used to be the lead singer of caius oh okay. came out with a new album and it sounds like caius oh cool which makes that's pretty awesome <clears throat> Uh, Papa Roach came out with a new album, but they're, I mean, man, it's a bummer about Papa Roach for me because I like their one album, the, yeah. the album that doesn't rap. Yeah. But they're known for being rap rock, new new yeah. metal guys, and so that's the <clears throat> thing they got to go back to. But that one album mm. was so freaking good when they didn't rap. That's true. But they do what they do. They did all right, I guess. You know, they're still around. Uh, you got the Dream Theater. Imperia came out with an album that I kind of dug. I was checking out some of that. Uh, the new Queensryche. That was on my also-ran list. That's good stuff. Hardline came out with a new album. I forgot about that um, one. Tesla. Yeah, I was going to mention Tesla was one of my big disappointments this year. I was going to say, yeah, if I had one out of everything I listened to that I really wanted to like but didn't like, if there was one number one disappointment of the year... And it's it sucks because I hate to do it. I hate to even say it because it's Tesla, and I freaking love Tesla. Me too. But I don't like Def Leppard. Yeah. And that's what this is to me. It's It sounds it's like a Def like, Leppard record. Yeah, yeah, but not a good Def Leppard album. Well, just, like, did, why didn't he come in and be like, you know what? I'm going to produce this just like Pyromania. Or On Through the Night. Or On Through the Night. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, see, now we're talking. Yeah. That would have probably yeah, been an that, amazing Tesla album. I want album. Tesla to sound like Tesla. But at the end of the day, it comes back down to that. I like Tesla just the way they I are. Their last albums that they came out with, the Forevermore album was killer. Yeah. You know? And so just be Tesla and it, everything will be good. I had two albums that were like that for me. Tesla was one. The other one was the Volbeat Rewind, Replay, oh, yeah. Rebound album. A lot album. of people were talking bad about Not that good. album. Um, just them rehashing a bunch of stories. So they added. They should have added a word to it called Rewind, Replay, Rebound, Rehash. Yeah. It would have been more accurate. Uh, very bummed out on that album. Some of the cool, heavy, heavy stuff that came out this year. We talked about Slipknot. I mean, it's it's all right. I'm not a big Slipknot Me guy. Me neither. Um, Sacred Reich has yeah. a new album that was pretty rocking. some of that one the other day. Death Angel had a new album in 2019. St. Vitus. I didn't know those guys were still around. I haven't yeah, listened neither. to that in forever. Romstein, we talked about them a minute ago. They actually came out with a new album, too. And uh, Korn. 
Mm-hmm. Their new album. That was on my list, that, too. I dug I dig some of that the stuff. The Nothing, yeah. yeah. I'm not the hugest Corn fan, but again, kind of like The Darkness. I could pick three or well, four songs off every album I think are just killer. Yeah. But I think the new one had more than three or four songs. It was good. It's just... I still miss the corn that had like a lot of groove to it and yeah. looseness. It's it's like they're trying to everything has to be so big and epic now. I'm, I miss them being more of a simple band with groove. You're not tool corn. You're corn. Well, I mean, Eat what they corn. did is great. It's just there's a lot of the same on it. Uh, another heavy, heavy one I liked was the Josta album. Mm-hmm. It was pretty damn good. I dig that. And Elfson, his album that came yeah, out was, was solo pretty record. good. I, there was some cool stuff on there anyway. Um, anything else on my list? Janet Gardner? Damn, you had a hell of a long list. I know. I know. I'm sitting there thinking my tenor was too easy. much. Rock goddess. I could have dug that. Yeah, tough. Tom Kiefer. I did not like that one. It's got a couple on there that are uh, pretty all right. I did not care for that one, which is a bummer. So, but yeah, I definitely regret not having room for Jet Boy. Okay. Are you ready for mine? Yes. Okay. You mentioned some of mine. Uh, one was The Damn Things, High Crime. That's a Scott Ian side project with a couple of guys from Fallout Boy. So interesting mix, but it's a good band. Corn, The Nothing, um, Angel's new album, Risen, was, oh, was almost on my list. That. Yeah. Oh, man. That's still one I got to pick up. There's a song on there called 1975. That's It's kind of kind of corny but it's a good song yeah um diamond head the coffin train that was pretty good i damn sampled a little of that probably should have put it on my on my list it's it's a damn good record there's a song on there called the messenger you should check out right. um sweet oblivion which is a, a project that uh, jeff tate sang on and it's basically if jeff tate did an old school Queensryche album yeah that would be the album oh, that's and it's, cool. it's good um denman raw deal Oh, produced by Michael Wagner. I forgot about Denman. Yeah, shit. Probably should use that in maybe the intro music or something like that. Okay. Um, Reich, The Verdict. That was a good one. Yeah. Uh, Black Star Writers in the Shadow. Uh, uh, Another State of Grace. I forgot about that one too, Dan. I didn't. It was. It grew on me as the year went on. Didn't like it at first, but it got it got close to making my list. There's a song called "In the Shadow of the War Machine" that's really good, and then. Um, the last one I would have picked would have been Overkill, The Wings of War. Yeah. But yeah, that's my uh, my also rants. Right on. So we're down to our top two albums of 2019 now. Yep. Uh, so is it me going first? Yep. Okay, so another band that's one of my current favorites uh, that listeners of the show won't be surprised by, Eclipse. They released Paradigm in 2019 on Frontiers, of course. That's one of your all-time favorites. It is. Um, while I do love the album overall and it, it fits in with their previous work, not quite up to the same level their previous efforts. Um, I still have yet to hear an album that beats Bleed and Scream. That was in 2012, I think. But I do enjoy all of them. Um, Eric Martinson continues to be one of the most prolific players in melodic rock with his work with Eclipse, Wet, Nordic Union, and Ammunition, all good bands. Uh, while the album as a whole wasn't my favorite this year, this song is definitely near the top of my list. And check out the Ace Fraley-ish guitar solo on this song. I thought Aaron will be able to pick up on it. My number two song of 2019, Eclipse, with a song called Mary Lee.
cool. I like that. Yeah. I do hear that in the guitar. That's, yeah. That's neat. I think I dig it. The, yeah, I know their guitar player has to be a Kiss fan. I, I pick up little frailisms on yeah. a lot of the, a lot of his solo work. That's always a good thing. Yeah. There's some definite book. Kiss influence there. All right. That's cool, man. I dig it. Right, we're moving right along. Okay, here's my number two of 2019. I was excited about this one. It's the second album since Tracy Guns and Phil Lewis reunited back in 2016. Talking about the brand new L.A. Guns album that came out this year, The Devil You Know. Mm -hmm. If The Missing Piece was a successful experiment, then this is the end result of that. As much as I like The Missing Piece, this one has a much more confident and cohesiveness to it. It's a great album. This is L.A. Guns hitting some kind of a new stride, I think. I mean, because they are rocking. Uh, Phil Lewis would say it's loaded with attitude, most of it bad. If you want a love song, fuck off. <laughs> and listen to Journey. They're serious. They ain't messing around. We know what it's like to be put down, poked, red ridiculed. But guess what? Looks like we get the last laugh. This band has always been fueled by adrenaline and anger. You get a lot of that on this album. Yeah. Tracy Gunn says about it, after the success of The Missing Piece, a lot of people requested that the next album stay on track with the more metal side of the band's music, which is his personal favorite side of the band. And yeah, there's no denying it. This may be one of the heaviest albums that L.A. Guns has ever put out. It's just loaded with awesome songs. I think the first time I listened to it, it just kind of was like, well, that's that's pretty cool. Second time I listened to it, it's like, okay, now I'm starting to pick out the songs I like. Mm -hmm. By the third time I listened to it, I'm all in. This yeah. is one of the best L.A. Guns albums to ever come out, and I swear it's true. you got to check it out for yourself. From October of 2019, this is The Devil You Know. It's the L.A. Guns. They're back, maybe better than ever. And this is a song called Loaded Bomb.
Tracy Guns reestablishing himself as one of the greatest guitar players of our time. Enjoyed it much more than The Missing Piece. Me too. Yeah. And I like The Missing Piece. I was, but this album is just, it's it's sequenced better, for sure. Yeah. Because I kind of, once I got it, I was like, why do I like this so much better than The Missing Piece? So my buddy Tommy who was still saying, you know, I like the first, one, the first new one mm-hmm. better. But I had to tell him, you know, he's wrong. This album has got, like, cohesiveness. Yeah. It's like, the gel has set in. It's more aggressive you know? too. Way more aggressive. Yeah, and that's what I like about LA Guns is when they're they're being that dirty LA, you know, under a bridge somewhere, dragging their guitars down the street, kind of sleazy band. Yeah, and that's what you get with this new one, and that's definitely why it's my number two album of 2019. I stand by it. You need to go pick it up. It's awesome. Awesome. So before I get to thanks, my... Um, thanks again, Frontiers. Yeah, thank you. Uh, before I get to my number one, I uh, should read a few of the uh, staff staff top tens yeah. that, uh, for this, decibelgeek.com. Some of the writers they submitted theirs. They pick either one of our first. So no, I don't I believe so. Covered. So uh, Jeremy Bednarski, uh, number 10, Danko Jones, A Rock Supreme. Yeah, it was a good album. Number nine, Last in Line. Uh, number eight, Kenny Wayne Shepherd Band, The Traveler. I did not check that one out. Number seven, Down and Outs, This Is How We Roll. I don't know that either. I don't either. Number six, Tyler Bryant, The Shakedown, Truth and Lies. Number five, Black Star Rider, Black Star Riders. Minute, that was the band that the dude at the Star Wars convention told us about, right? Who? The last one. Tyler Bryant, The Shakedown? Yeah, wasn't that that band? Uh, I don't know. I know we got some of our fellow podcasters are big oh, fans. Okay. David Hudson's a big fan of them. All right. Kind of a southern rock thing. Yeah. Uh, number five, Black Star Riders, Another State of Grace. Number four, Buck Cherry, War Paint. See, that's where I saw that, and I didn't even know Buck Cherry had a new album, I so either. I went and checked it out, and it almost made my top ten. And, it's really uh, good. This shows how opinions differ. His number three was Tesla Shock. Yeah. Um, number two, Queens Like the Verdict. And uh, 
Ian Wildley would not approve of his number one. Sammy Hagar in the circle with space between. I've heard that that album get a lot of love. Yeah. A lot of people talking real good about it. Baco from Cobras and Fire and also a writer. Uh, his number 10 was Queens Like the Verdict. Number nine, Tool, Fear Inoculum. Number nine, uh, number eight, Michael Sweet, 10. Bad Flower, Okay, I'm Sick. Yeah, I like Bad Flower. The Damn Thing Sells. It's the circle, the space between. Holy White Hounds, Say It With Your Mouth. I don't know huh. that one. Holy White Hounds. See, these are the ones we missed that we're going to have to check out now. Yeah, Royal Republic, Club Majesty. Right on. Danko Jones, The Rock Supreme, and uh, Ron Keel Band was his number one, Fight Like a Band. That's cool. We got some of them. Um, Adam Cox, who always has like the opposite taste of, of us, it seems, on most stuff. But uh, Well, his top tens are all a bunch of bands that, one, I've never heard of, and two, can barely pronounce. Yeah, he's a couple of these I, I recognize. Some of them I recognize from reviews that were written on the site. Number 10, Raised Fist, Anthems. Number 9, Schumann, One Day Closer to Yesterday. I know he's covered them a lot on the site. Yeah. Number 8, Art Nation, Transition. Huh. Number 7, Satan Takes a Holiday. Oh, yeah. A new sensation. That's right. I remember that because he turned me on to that back in the summertime, and it was really cool. Yeah. Number 6, Ex-Romance, Voices from the Past. Huh. Number 5, The Glorious Sons, A War on Everything. Cool. Number 4, My Wrath with Shahili. Wow. Number three, he picked Eclipse with Paradigm. Cool. Number two, Sonata Artica with Talvio. And his number one was Diamond Head Coffin Train. Nice. Which is a good one. Right on. Nice picks. Uh, David Glenn, his number 10 was Laura Cox Burning Bright. Number nine, Bandolero Self-Titled. Number eight, The the Riven Self-Titled. Wow. Number seven, Queens Like the Verdict. Number six, okay. Inglorious Ride to Nowhere. Oh, Inglorious had a new album. I didn't even check that one out. Um, oh, their first album was great. Oh, I got to go check that out. Here's one I forgot about. Number five, A New Revenge, Enemies and Lovers. That's the one with uh, Ripper Owens on it, oh, yeah. which is pretty good. Uh, number four, Crowbot, Mother Brain. Yeah. Number nice. Crowbot's back. Number three, Massive, Rebuild, Destroy. Number two, Burning Rain, Face the Music. I believe that's a Doug oh, yeah. Aldrich project. Burning Rain is a good band. Number one, his number one was Rival Sons with Feral Roots. And that's cool. I've heard that on a couple of lists now. He had honorable mentions for Revival Black, Hollow Star, and A Priori. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. And then we got two more. Andy LaFon. His number 10 was Tora Tora, Bastards of Beale. Got it. Number nine, LA Guns, The Devil You Know. Got it. Number eight, Overkill, Wings of War. Got it. Number seven, Diamond Head, The Coffin Train. Just missed that one. Number six, Queens Wreck, The Verdict. Number five, Ron Keel, Band, Fight Like a Band. Number four, White Snake, Flesh and Blood. Got it. Number three, Rival Sons, Feral Roos. This Roots. is why we get along with Andy Lee so well. Uh, Black Star Riders, Another State of Grace for number two. And uh, his number one was Michael Sweet, 10. Nice. And then Ron Runyon said, last minute entry in no order, just alphabetical. <laughs> Still top 10, though. Okay. Probably got to be difficult, Rocket Ron. Ron. Uh, Airborne. Bisto Blanco. Oh, wow. Bisto Blanco had a new album this year? I guess so. Eclipse, Jet Boy, L.A. Guns, License, Pretty Maids, Choir Boys. Oh, no way. I did not know that. I didn't know either. Roxy Blue and Tor Tor. Choir Boys has a new album out. I had no idea. I didn't either. I got to go. All right. I think it needs to be said, when we're looking back on 2019... Whether you love it or whether you hate it, one of the biggest bands in the world and one of the most media uh, media worthy bands in the world of 2019 has got to be Motley Crue. 
Motley oh Crue had a huge year in 2019. Oh, it was a big year for them. They started all off with the movie, and people went nuts over that. There was young kids that had never heard of Motley Crue in their lives were jamming Motley Crue in their cars driving around. I mean, Motley Crue really made some sort of huge comeback well, this year. that movie did a lot for them. And then it goes into the whole returning, well, the retiring, oh, yeah. the final tour, the saying goodbye, the coming back, all of it. You know, like I said, whether you love it or you hate it, whether you think it's funny or it's stupid, it's Motley Crue, and it's been a Motley Crue year in 2019. Well, they're going to gonna laugh all the way to the bank, man. Oh, totally. I mean, they're getting the last laugh. But there's been rarely any other band of 2019, I think, that's made the amount of news as Motley Crue this year. I guess that's the positive you can take away, at least for us, that you could take away from it is that it showed a spotlight a little bit on a, on a funner time. Yeah, um, and great music. And good music know? from back I then. I think that's the main thing. Yeah, the movie was this you know far-fetched, crazy ah, thing. It was, it was entertaining. And it wasn't... But it's the fact that young people saw this and was like, that's crazy, that was real. We want to hear this music, yeah, you know, and then a whole new generation gets turned on to the music of Motley Crue because that's really what's important. Yeah. And for those young people that are listening to this and going to the shows next year, I'm sorry, but yeah, because you're not going to get Vince Neil of 1981. But uh, but yeah, either way, I hope people have fun. I won't yeah. go, but I hope people have fun. I'd like to go. Really? Yeah. Why not? Oh, I mean, please. but it sucks about the whole the whole ticket bot bullshit. It does. The, to, that has nothing to do. The tickets could be ten dollars, and I wouldn't go. Really? Well, I've seen all these bands when they were doing much better. I don't. I don't want to go watch them be be a quarter of the greatness that they used to be. I'd like to see Poison. Well, Poison I saw last year with Cheap good. Trick, so I don't. Yeah. I don't really need to see them open a show. Okay. Joan Jett, I'm not a giant fan of. Well, I just thought we'd throw some props at Molly. No, I mean they get props being... for having a big year, but. Yeah. But uh, a was, way bigger year than anybody ever expected Motley Crue to have in 2019. That's true. They're supposed to be retired. We're yeah. supposed to be enjoying a new Mick Mars album. I really wish I could hear that. Speaking of which, are we sticking with tradition for next week? Are we doing our album's anticipation of 2020? I, I, I haven't even thought about it. We should. Yeah, it's we a tradition. have to see what's on the. There's a lot What's of good the, stuff the on the horizon burner. for 2020, so okay. it'll be fun to You're going to pick ahead. Ace Frehley again, aren't you? Well, yeah, because he's coming up with... <laughs> Origins 2. Yeah, too. Origins 2. And this is the year, damn it. This is the year for We're what? We're finally getting the new Guns N' Roses. Oh, shit. <laughs> I've only been saying that since 2011. It's just an excuse for you to play a Guns N' Roses song. That works for me. Okay. All, all right. right. You ready with your number one? Yeah, and this, this is... This is insanity. Out of all bands... <laughs> I know. Out of all the bands that... And I didn't even listen to this. I wish I would have so badly now because I thought, well, you know, I, I think I've already got my top ten. I, yeah. don't, I don't think this band is going to change that. So I didn't even bother listening to it. But now I'm dying to hear it because when I saw it on your list, I was like... What the hell is going on? Out of all the bands yeah. that came out with albums in 2019, never in a million yeah. years would I have guessed this to be your number one. But I will say I've had a, a decent amount of curveballs this year. Yeah. I mean, did sure. you think I would have picked a Dream Theater song? No. No. Or even never have before. a Starbreaker song. But like I'm so new to getting into Tony stuff that I didn't yeah. realize. And I listened to it. I'm like, well, shit, this is actually really good. You know, And that's the thing I think to remember, too. Like We each picked 10, and there was thousands of albums oh that God. came out this year. So if you're a band and you're going, damn it, I can't believe I only got picked number eight on the oh, Decibel Geek list of the year. Be happy. Be, be honored, because <laughs> you beat out a whole lot of other bands. Oh, yeah. Well, you heard our also-ran list that was yeah. a mile long. I mean, there's a lot of good material. Every 
year, it's like, damn, there's a lot of good stuff this year. And even at that, you know, it breaks down even further is it's just me and Chris. The, this is just what made us happy in 2019. And as always, please go on the the comment section for this episode and list your top 10. We want to hear right. what you what you think. And I also want to know what you're looking forward to next year. Yeah. What what of your favorite bands is scheduled to put out new music or maybe working on something. Ah, Z. Ah, Z. I can't wait. You've already heard two songs off of it. Well, his. I'm ready for the rest cuz I'm hoping they're better. That Under the Graveyard song has grown on me. Yeah. I mean, it's not bad, but it's I'm pretty just good. hoping for more. Yeah. More and more. We'll see. You didn't have Post Malone on your list? Is that your oh, number one? Of course. Ozzy no. brings Post Malone up. <sighs> I liked Pre Malone better than Post Malone. Yeah. Um, all right. Take the Post Malone. That's the stuff with Ozzy. Yeah. All right. So if you told me at the beginning of the year that my number song of 2019 would be by Flotsam and Jetsam, I'd have told you you were insane. I actually, when you came over here earlier, was one of the first things I said yep. to you. Did I read that right? Is your number one pick of the year Flotsam and Jetsam? I didn't even want this to be in my list because I don't I don't give a damn about Flotsam and Jetsam. I never have. So how did this work? It was like Flotsam and Jetsam. I owe them at least a listen and then something Pretty much. Happened? I mean, but like I've had... Friends that have raved about this record throughout the year. Yeah. Victor loves it. Also, Chris Aiken from Classic Metal Show raved about this record for like weeks this year. And I was just like, yeah, but me and him, don't, we don't always see eye to eye on stuff. So I was like, oh, it's probably not that good. And I've, I've, I've <laughs> well, I'm just, I'm just thinking it's not going to be that it good for me. Funny. <laughs> but I mean, like, I've tried getting into their stuff in the past where I've li- I'll give it a listen. Like, yeah, yeah, I know they're legendary mostly right. because of the Newstead factor. Right. Yeah. It was Jason Newstead's band before he left for Metallica, but they never really achieved much. And, but every time I've tried to dip into their catalog, I'm like, eh, that's just not that great. So then I do my cram session, and, I'm, and I see it listed among releases, and this I'm like... called due diligence. Yeah. yeah, and I'm like, well, Aiken raved about this so much that I deserve to give it a real listen. And holy shit! Yeah? Amazing. Really? Uh, amazing. I mean, uh, it's your number one. It's my number one, and... uh I was blown away, and it, the, but it, it lived up to all of Aiken's hype. I could not believe it. Wow. And this song in particular is an absolute beast. And uh, my number one song of the year is Flotsam and Jetson, and this is Prepare for Chaos. Oh! 
Wow. Worth my number one. Although, like I wow. said, my top four could have switched any time. But as of today, that's the, in my opinion, that's the best song this year. That's pretty damn cool. Yeah. 2019, Flotsam and Jetsam. Yep. I didn't the top of your list never in a million years. And I'm ago, not. A, I'm not even really a fan. <laughs> it's just, but it, that well, song. You are now. That song blew me away. So now, do you go back and give the rest of their stuff another chance? And maybe I've just you... been listening to that one album, but yeah. I'll, I'll go back and listen to it again. But this is different than the stuff they've put, in the, put out in the past to huh. me. I mean, this is it's really good. I'm gonna have to check out the rest of that. Yeah, that's very cool. Good Lots record. From, good record from start to finish. But it's, it blows me away that older bands like Flossum and Jetsum. Um, Tigers of Pantang and Diamond Head, like yeah. three real veteran acts, put out stuff that's every bit as good as everything they've ever done. Well, that's awesome because I've got something from my number one pick that's going to fall exactly into that very same category. All right. This band's been around for a long time, at least since the early 80s. They were formed in Denmark, one of my favorite bands, originally known as Disneyland After Dark. I'm talking about D.A.D. Yep. This is a band that, you know, for us here in the United States, I think they got a little bit of play on MTV with the Sleeping My Day Away song. That yep. would be their sort of kind of one-hit wonder. You know, it's the one they seem to be known for. But they were here one day and then they were gone, but they never really actually went anywhere. They've been around this whole time and have released 12 studio albums over yep. the years, including 2019's A Prayer for the Loud. Mm. This is what they had to say about it. In the past, we have occasionally gone down new avenues to try out stuff that was pretty far from the heart of what we do. It's been a lot of fun, but this time we have tried to narrow it down to the essence. This time around, we're just being who we really are. And man, did they nail it. I think this is probably the best DAD album ever. Wow. Ever. It's high praise. And I like this band. Like I I really like that song Sleeping My Day Away. Oh, me too. And I seek I went and got the C D, you know, when that was new, but yeah. then they were like gone. You know, if you'd maybe see about something they were coming out in the back of a magazine in the import section or something, but otherwise you never heard nothing about them anymore. But they've been coming out with killer albums all along and I think if you like rock music with a little bit of like southern rock kind of tinge to it what do they call it cow punk i don't know from europe it's from yeah it's european <laughs> cow punk i guess yeah. it's one of a kind for sure but this album is so good i literally could have picked any song off of it every single song is good there's nothing bad on it this is a great example of a place to start if you want to check out dad which is kind of crazy you don't get to say that a lot oh you want to check out this band that's been around since the 80s yeah start on the album that came out back in may Mm-hmm. is the way to go and work your way backwards from there <laughs> but yeah this is definitely definitely an awesome album i think everybody should own it we're gonna end the show with it today anything else just uh leave it leave your top 10 in the comment section and uh and let us know what you think tell us what we got right or what we got wrong awesome and then tell me how much you love this brand new well for may anyway 2019 we're ending the year with a bang this is an awesome song from that album a prayer for the loud it's the same title same song crank it up it's dad and we'll see you next week see ya
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. 
and why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.